welcome to Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff, where we go back in time to discuss our favorite toys, one toy line at a time. Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff, action figure exclusive. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeff, and it's the 2000X He-Man <laughs> version of the show this time around. Right. The Masters of the Universe. Uh, we're here to talk about probably my favorite figure from the line. Uh, if you recall when we talked about it way, way, way back in the day when we first started the show. I think this was in our first year or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the second year that we discussed this one, but uh, Ram Man. I'll uh, <laughs> stop bearing the lead. We're discussing Ram Man. Um, yeah. I, I just, I, I, you know, I love the character from the original line, even though he was kind of goofy. And this one, I just really improved on it a lot. I think, and I think this is one of your favorites in this line too, isn't it? It is. Um, I I happen to like this figure a lot, and what some of the things that they changed in this particular figure in a sculpt they were able to turn around and utilize in the classics, which made the classics figure even better in my opinion. So, and we'll, when we break down the sculpt on this, we'll talk about some of those things, but this is a really solid action figure. It it really is. I, I'm a big part, fan. Part, pardon the pun. Cause he is actually pretty solid. <laughs> he is. <laughs> uh, this one actually came out in wave two of this mm-hmm. line sculpted by the four horsemen. Um, and you have one of these in your collection, correct? I do. I have the color variation. So, um, I got okay, the, so one the original one the following the, year. So, so the main one is the one with the silver armor. He, he look he's sort of a recreation of the one that we got in the original line. Correct. Right. And with that one, he had just the, uh, uh, silver helmet, silver, uh, top armor, silver couplings, his actual tunic was more maroon, so it, it's colored very much like the vintage toy. It's a little bit darker, but it's it's a little more maroon color with the, the green pants. But so yeah, you look at it and you know exactly who he's supposed to be, though, if yeah. you're familiar with, yeah. Right, and the re- the recolor, here's the thing with the recolor. The recolor is still pretty much the same thing, except instead of being all silver, the... the um, pauldrons and all the weapons and the cufflinks they're more like gunmetal so they they kind of tone down and then it has copper that's built into the um the shoulder pauldrons and the belt buckle the red's a little bit brighter and the green i think is a, a little bit brighter as well so it's they look almost identical except for the difference of the actual tone of the color of the uniform and then the actual metal coloring of the um of the armor and it's a little more intricate. The the repaint is a little more intricate. It is. Well, and the, the uh, repaint actually mimics the, um, the cartoon, the character from the cartoon. Yep. Now, so did they do that just because he mimicked the character more? Do you think that's why they did it or why would they do this later in the line? Well, I think, you know, one of the things that a lot of fans were upset about with the He-Man line originally was that, you know, once a wave of figures went by, it was hard to get another figure, you know, like the core figures had moved past and then they were putting out all these new characters. And so I think what Mattel was trying to do during this time was to make sure that these core characters were still available because the cartoon was picking up at this time. And so it's like, well, you know what? We've got this wave one Ram Man that's already out. 
let's put out another Ram Man to see if we can't get people to buy another version of them, and we'll color them like the cartoon. And so I think that they did the color variation to get people to go and just buy the same sculpt again. Because, I mean, they didn't have to do anything on tooling. It's already done. Right. So all they had to do was just change up the the you know color palette splotches and then repackage it. Yeah, and that that red does look a little bit brighter, and it may just be because yeah. he's the, the the surrounding uh, metal is is darker and a little more muted. Uh, no, it's, not... It is brighter. It is okay. I'm not sure which one I like better. Uh, they're both. This is one that I could see myself having one of each. Yeah, most uh, definitely. Yeah, because because one really does fill the part of of the classic and then one really fills a part of feeling like a really new like rendition of them like a, right. a really new well thought out process it's odd because i would have expected the 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 repaint to come first to look like the cartoon and then them release this one to get you know those those who those suckers like me who love this character and want a vintage looking one you know <laughs> well, that's, that's why it's odd to me the 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 timing of it you know, I'm not sure that they had the cartoon like ready in right. time. And Ram Man doesn't show up until I think it's I don't think he's on the first episode. I think he comes in like maybe third episode. So it's like one of those that they might not have had it done. And so it's like, hey, that we want to do Ram Man. Ram Man's there. And I think like the cartoon capitalizes on the the characters that were made. And I think just them like repainting or or having the difference of animation. I think they use that to, to capitalize on. I, it's weird because there's also a Ram Man Happy Meal toy. That's also kind of a, a fun thing where he. It, that, I think him. I've seen that one because you have that one too, don't you? I do have that. Yeah, one. which yeah, that's actually really you, cool. Yeah, you press him down and his head goes down, and you you lift him up and his head butts up with his arms. So it looks like he rams things and it's, it's a really fun toy. Like it's, it's kind of crazy that it's like, it's simple, but it's a really fun toy. And I think that, you know, they knew that they were going to have these characters in line at this point when they're making the happy meal toys, well, the cartoon now is starting to come out. And so I think they were just kind of re pushing a lot of these characters out to get people to buy more. And that's really it. Instead of them trying to make a, cartoon accurate version they're going to do a vintage version get people like the collectors interested and want to give it to their kids if they had kids at that point right yeah and like then, i said it, it, it makes sense yeah. knowing knowing the the timeline of everything yeah um that that makes perfect sense um so let's let's talk about the figure then first let's do something different let's talk about his axe first and get that out of the way mm-hmm. um the axe was the axe the same for both for both versions, right? They didn't really do anything different with the axe. No. Okay. No, the the main thing is just the plastic they molded in. Uh, one's a little bit darker than the other. Okay. That's it. That is absolutely it. And so, and this axe, um, it, it's fairly simple. Like you said, it's one piece of molded plastic all in one color. But it's got some rinse-string design work on the axe itself. It almost looks like uh, it's got some stuff. What What is this that's supposed to be inlaid on the axe coming off of the the, the top of the handle there? So you've got, um, it's almost like a mace in a way. So it's like, if you take away the axe blade and you just look at the column that the axe blade's attached to that holds onto the handle, you've Mm -hmm. got this almost like beaded mace. So it's like a, a long type of like, like battering stick at the end of this thing. 
that's got you know a a top circle portion that's probably good for for hitting things with then you've got all these studs that go around that almost serve as like little points or like pieces that would hit people you know with the back of the axe Mm -hmm. and each one of these work as a band that comes up to a piece of metal that that actually bolts down onto the center of the axe and so the bands that run around the the handle this thing at the very top the pommel section has well the pommel is actually the bottom but the the top section that looks like a pommel anything okay it (laughs) uh the metal that runs over the blade that holds that in and they've got it finely sculpted down it comes and runs over this handle and it's got like little like brads in it that looks like it holds it down to this um to this upside down handled pommel that's at the top of the axe and it holds in the blade and the blade's got like scratches and like dents and bangs and some nicks taken out of it on the edge too like it's really being used it's really cool (laughs) it's very cool the the one thing i absolutely love about this line is their detail in this it's you know, we we've talked about it before with um with a lot of the the characters and the stuff they have with what the four horsemen was doing. This to me has probably some of the most realistic sculpting in it that doesn't feel quite so anime inspired. It's got a lot of really fine fine sculpting that makes this feel like a passion project here. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then. Um... So, so there, there's the axe. So let's then talk about the figure itself. So mm-hmm. you mentioned his helmet and like these, these shoulder armor. So they're two separate pieces. Whereas on the original figure, they were designed to look like all one piece, correct? Yes. Yes. So he would put um, on basically these, these, these metal shoulder pads, these pointy shoulder pads, and then put the helmet on top of that. Correct. Right. And um, in the cartoon, they actually show him with his helmet off a couple times where he's he's fishing and he actually has another metal plate that he wears on the top of his head <laughs> and then he puts his metal helmet on. So he, he really is like a jughead. Uh, but yeah, they separated it. Now, they tried to keep a lot of the design together by by having it feel still like one piece. So where the helmet comes down over his eyes and then the the two front mandibles jut down almost like a Mandalorian helmet, you know? Right. Instead of there being a lens with his face, instead it comes down almost like a Spartan and it touches the the armor plating on his shoulders, the pauldrons. Can you imagine what and that then, would sound like scraping across it all the time? She, 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 yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, what they did that was kind of cool is they added a little bit of articulation with the head. Now it doesn't move a lot. I'm going to be honest. It, it can, it can rock probably 30 degrees one way, 30 degrees the other. And that's about it. But you can pose him up and have him turn and look one direction or another, which is nice because we never got that before. Exactly. He would have to turn his whole body. Yeah. And I mean, think about it, like they, they've got the, the face sculpted, they got the helmet sculpted, they got this thing pinned in, and they even have the skin that goes around his shoulders and neck painted in that flesh tone underneath the pauldron as well. So they, they've really made sure that they detailed every single piece. Instead of it just being a floating head on a piece of metal, they, they showed, no, 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 there's his neck and there's his body. And it's it's it looks great. 
It does. And the, the face sculpt on this thing, we don't have a full face, but the face sculpt, it it's really good. Yes. It's almost photorealistic. He looks he looks like a football player. He's got this scowl on. Uh, his eyes and eyebrows are painted really intricately and really well. And it, it does. It looks like a real person. Yeah, it really does. And, you know, again, like all the dents and the nicks and the the pieces that are beat up, it's not like they just went in and started texturing the helmet. It's very knowledgeable texturing showing like, you know, pitted like hammered metal just showing the the cuts and the scrapes and the the bangs on the back of the helmet. There's actually a, a bang portion on there. Well, and, and, he, and on the front, you can see like there's some dents in the helmet where he's bashed yeah. it into something too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've really, really thought through the sculpt on it and it shows. It really does. And even going, going down from there, these, these uh, shoulder pads, this one I'm calling their shoulder pads there. Cause you've got, they're layered up on one another. Mm-hmm. There's, it looks like there's, there's one that goes around him that's fairly large. Then there's one layer underneath that, kind of like feathers, and then a layer underneath that that's smaller that comes to a point on the end. Yep. You've got these rivets all around the edges of each of them showing where they connect and then rivets where, I guess, just to keep it stable. And you've got mm-hmm. these huge rivets up around his neck where it connects. And then I love that it comes down at the front into a point, almost like they've given him a collar. They made a collar out of it. Yes. And it's it, yes. there's there's again, there's a lot of texture work done on there. Now, what are the, the two things that are hanging down in front that look, you know, kind of like, like chains? Uh, yeah, look like chains with like little like soap on a rope on the end of them. Yeah, is that just something to connect it to his to his vest? Yeah, his so that that's that's like a piece that connects to his tunic. And the you know we initially had this design in the vintage toy, but it was so subtle, like it was like you really couldn't see any of that but there's a chain design in there so they brought that chain design back and they mimicked it and they're like you know we're gonna have it in there and what's so cool about it is the chain itself like the way that they have it connected there's a channel that runs along the back of the shoulder pauldron as it rotates around right and so you would imagine that this is one big chain that runs all the way around that's connected to these pieces that hold on to his tunic. And so as he turns, the chain would turn and go inside this, this shoulder armor to keep it attached to his tunic, but allow him to turn a little bit at his shoulders. And it probably also works for him to be able to like to, to pick it up, to pick up the armor, to put it on, I would imagine as well, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not that's just really very, very cool. And then, so up under that, we've got, you know, we've got the body of the the character and we've got the arms that are, you know, just flesh colored. And you mentioned they were, you know, painted all up underneath and he's got these you know, big biceps, but he, they, they're not as overgrown as we're used to seeing on master's figures. And they come down, right. he's got these, these thick bracelets on, and then his hands are just huge. They're like Andre, the giant hands, the fingers are long and everything. And yeah. I am amazed at especially his left hand, which is closed in a fist at how they've sculpted like the thumbnails and fingernails in, and knuckles even into his hands. Oh yeah. It is, it is detailed. It's probably some of the most detailed hands out of the line uh, that we've gotten. And there's some really well sculpted pieces in the line so far. The looking at the hands and looking at the, the posability of the hands and, looking at all the vein work and everything, it is amazing what they were able to put in. Yeah. This is like high end collectible worthy. It is. It really is. 
again, that's, you know, when they were reissuing this line, that's what a lot of people thought of, which is why even though the toy line didn't go on any further, the four horsemen were still sculpting figures. They made it to where, you know, even though they weren't making the figures, they made the stations. So they were still making the statue figures because they're so well done. What I like about this figure with the arms is that they did not fall back on adding the wrist articulation and the way that they have the hands sculpted, they have them sculpted down a little bit. So as you turn the wrist, he can actually direct his hands in different ways. So if you want to have him uppercut his hands directed in a way on his left hand, where you could just lift the arm up and he could uppercut someone. Yeah. His hands or, are inward so that when yeah. you, as you rotate them. Yeah. And that's, that's great. Including with the ax to have him hold the ax in different poses. It makes a lot of sense to have that. The, um, the shoulder is also great because you have that ball hinge in the shoulder. So now he can lift his arms out and down. And cause originally you just rotate them out, you know, right. This has all the, the same shoulder articulation as the other figures with very little hindrance. There's not too much with those shoulder pauldrons. Like he can still bring his arms up in front and kind of in back. And he still has that same feel as the vintage toy, but now he has even more articulation and even more detail. The thing I love about this line, and I may have said this before, but it almost feels like a remake or a reboot of the original line, you know, cause you, you, you talk about like, um, I'm thinking like uh, something like oceans 11, which is a remake of a mm-hmm. movie from the sixties, but it was remade for a modern audience and it works and it's sleeker and it's just a completely different thing, but it still harkens back to the original. Yeah. That's kind of what I see here. They're, they're basically remaking these figures uh, in their own, with their own, with, with their own, um, in their own vision. It's the same yeah. figure. It's just, this is what we would have done with it. And by and large, I like them better. I think nothing that's against that why... initial line, but they, these are just, these kind of hit a sweet spot for me. Well, and I think that's why like it's, it has become one of those collector, like really love sought lines. after lines. Yeah. It's sought after because especially in the more recent years with the origins coming out after classics kind of stopped and origins is coming out and, Origins is now starting to take a look at some of these figures, but I think a lot of collectors are looking and finally seeing the actual artistic allure of these figures as almost like shelf statues in a way. Exactly. Because of the way that they're created and they're beautifully done. Um, they they really are. Ram Man, Ram Man is like, he's cream of the crop as far as some of the sculpting that we're getting. No, he absolutely is. Absolutely. Um, so back to the figure, this particular figure, let's talk about that tunic. Um, we've got uh, a lot of really good uh, texture work on the fabric here because I guess it's supposed to be leather. Yeah. Okay. It would be like a, a kind of a leather, like a thin leather type of tunic. Because you can see the stitching going down the, the front, mm-hmm. like right down the middle of his st- chest and stomach, holding it together. And I like the way it bunches up at his belt and then underneath the belt coming out of it. It doesn't bunch as much because it, it hangs because he's such a big guy. Right. The belt is not really that the belt is snug, but it's not winched in. It's not cinched in right. a bunch. Right. So we've got a little bit of bunching, but not as much as you might normally have. And then coming down from there, we've got these little strips of leather 
that are very well defined. And then at the bottom, we've got these little like rivet looking things on the bottom. And yes. just the, the way this, this stuff is done, it's all one color, but it's very interesting to look at. Yes. And it's, it and it's offset. It's, it's cut in the middle with that belt. We got a black belt with a silver buckle. I can't see what the design is on the buckle, but it, you know, the, the color of the, the buckle matches the silver on his, uh, his armor. Yeah. It's a skull. It's okay. a skull with some uh, uh, filigree design next to it. So like some floral type of design, which is which he had a skull on his vintage belt too. If right. I remember, I remember that. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's, there's not a, a lot to say about this tunic other than it's great. And I love the way it's sort of waving off to, if he, to his right. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. you know, so they're sort of slid, they're sort of shifted off to the right a little bit. Especially the way that the, the, the actual tunic tassels, they're swerved a little bit, like you were saying, mm-hmm. off to one direction. And then there's a little bit of gapping on the other side where it doesn't meet up. And then a little bit of overlapping on one side, like the, the they gave some movement process, to it. Yeah. They gave some movement to it in a very, very subtle way, which works. And the belt, like... I know the the first edition has got like the black belts harder to see, but when you get like the repaint, you can see the brown. There is small, almost like sculpted stitching in. Yep, I can see on that. The top and the bottom of the belt, and even the line works where the leather itself is worn, and all of the actual peg holes within the belt where the belt would cinch down and the buckle would hold on to it. They've got those little peg holes sculpted in. I, I see that now. This, yeah. This figure is only like maybe five, six inches tall, but they've got all this like incredibly detailed tooling. That's wild. Yeah, you're right. I can see that. <laughs> and then under that, you know, we got, he's got the same, the, the green, the see the original version has the green pants that are mm-hmm. look like they're ribbed. Now his pant, his, his legs are connected just like the original figure. Correct. Yes. Um, the main difference this time, instead of it being to where the legs slide in and out and it's got kind of a leg-shaped hole in the bottom of the tunic, this time the tunic overhangs and the legs are sculpted to a plate. And so the plate can turn. So you can turn the figure and point oh, the cool. feet in different directions. Okay. Yeah. But he, but he still, you can you still push the, the, the yeah. top down onto <laughs> the legs and there's, is there a lever that you flip? There's a uh, there's a button on the back of the left foot. So if okay, you, just like if the you original. push him, yeah. So if you push him down and then hold his feet, and you can pose his arms out now, kind of in front of him where he can punch things. Um, you can hold his feet and hit the button, and he can knock things and people and all sorts of stuff over. Water okay. bottles, right? Just just supplies. like again, just like the official the original figure. <laughs> yes. yes, that's great. <laughs> And so again, we don't have a lot of detail on the legs because they're just they're kind of straight up and down. But we've got you know we've got the nice deep lines in it going around to make it look yep. a little ribbed. And then his boots are really cool because they they don't come up very far, but they've got these these really great. Uh, what do you call that? That the overhang there. The on the the boots. Yeah, it's over the ankle. It's like a. I'm trying to remember. It it matches the bottom of the tunic. But I guess it would be like the boot cuff. Yeah, the cuff. Top. that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, the cuffs. Yeah. They kind of go down there. Now it's black, but again, we've got some nice, uh, at least on the original figure. I guess they're dark brown on the repaint. 
And you yes. and again, we've got some really good line work on those as well. And it kind of, there is some movement there as well. And then, you know, the boots themselves are just, you know, plain, but we've got some, uh, some nice, you know, fold work there's, there at the ankles. I was going to say, there's some really good leather working in there. And even yeah. like the cuffs have each one of their panels with the rivet on it. So it, right. it is like still fairly detailed. It, it is. It is. And again, they didn't have to do it because how many people are looking at the boot? So <laughs> that's, that's, that's the figure top to bottom. There's this is just this, like I said, this is probably, I think this is my favorite figure from the line. Um, there's, easily. there's one other thing I want to add to this that, do. that they put in that a lot of people overlooked that ended up also on the classics figure, which I was super appreciative of. And I was actually really happy because I know the horseman designed some, and then I believe even Scott had uh Knightlick had wanted that in as well on the back of Ram man on his shoulder pauldron. He has this plate. Now the vintage toy had a small like nub thing that came out on the back. It didn't do anything but it just kind of sat out like it would be like a, a handle or something. And it was sculpted there, but nothing, it, it didn't mean anything. It, it was kind of a useless little nub. What they did with this nub this time is they, you know, made sure that they paid knowledge to that nub, but then they sculpted in uh, another piece of plastic that would hold a handle. So you can actually take the ax and turn it upside down or upright and just snap the handle to the back of the armor. So if you do not want him to hold anything and just punch stuff, his axe will fit to the back of his armor. That's awesome. Yeah. That yeah, that's really really cool. So so not only does he not come with too many accessories, which is what you like, He's able to hold his accessories, but now he's able to hold other things other than his accessories, too. Bonus. <laughs> I you'd like that. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's outstanding. I love it. <laughs> so now we have to talk about this figure. What is your uh, favorite feature about this toy? My favorite feature has to do with the, the sculpt between the head and the shoulder pauldrons. That that subtlety of the skin tone and the face and the way that they were able to sculpt the helmet in and still have the head movable, I think is absolutely ingenious. They nailed it perfectly. They absolutely did. Yeah. Good, good call there. Um, for me, as much as I love this figure, the the thing that I'm going to key in on is going to be the, the work on that tunic at the bottom of the tunic, the leather strips we were talking about mm, the yeah. movement they were able to get it because it's very subtle it's not something you notice consciously. It's just kind of a subconscious thing that kind of just moves the figure, you know, angles him a little bit and you're not even sure why. Right. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to cheat here that and the face sculpt. I really like the way <gasps> they've sculpted the face. You, you did cheat. You took yeah. two things. Well, it's okay. This is well, my favorite figure from the line. So that's okay. That's well, allowed. You don't get to it, because it's not your favorite. <laughs> Because I was just going to add the axe clip on the back. I think that that was ingenious. Okay, fine. You can add that. That's that's fair. <laughs> what is your least favorite feature about this toy? All right. So this is a minor quibble, but it was something that really, really, really bothered me. The lack of paint app on the rivets on the bottom of the tunic. Okay. that that's That's fair. They could have put a little silver or something on there. Yeah. To, uh, to delineate them a little bit. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. 
And I think We're for back. me, I think for me, it's um, I wish that they had been able to figure out a way to let his legs move a little bit while still maintaining that action feature. Well, I mean, they, they did in a way. Right. Like, like, you know, his legs do turn. It's just that, you know, they're they're still both dependent on each other, but you are able to pose it with his legs facing different directions. So, I mean, and, they, and that's and that's why that. it's that's it's and, and it's very minor. Like you said, okay. it's, it's, a, it's a very minor quibble. That's the only thing that I, and I don't know how they would have done it. I just, with that, with all the care taken with this figure, I wish they had given us that one more little thing. Right. right. So what do you think best exemplifies the line with this figure? You know, um, before we talked about the, the, the matching of like the sci-fi and the, and the fantasy, and this character is complete fantasy. I mean, it's not, there's nothing in it that looks sci-fi. But one of the things I love about the line is this really like what you had mentioned earlier, this modernization of a vintage idea to bring to a new audience. And they they really stuck with that. Like I look at this and it's obvious it's Ram Man. It's it's paying attention to what came before, but modernizing it in a really nice way and a beautifully like rendered um uh, uh uh look and aesthetic and it's the same for me like i said it, it's it's that it's a basically a uh, an updated an upgraded version of the original mold it's like mm-hmm. they took it and said okay we're not going to reinvent the wheel we're just going to make the wheel better yeah uh and i think i think it's really cool i think that works so uh stupid question is this story cool yes I I remember when I got mine and I got him out of the box and I was just like giddy because he is so chunky in your hand and he is just so playful knocking things over. Like if you had to get one figure out of the line, this is definitely a fun one to have. Agreed. And I wish I had picked one up. You remember I saw one of these. 10 years ago at madness comics and games in Plano, Texas. And I wish yeah. that I saw one and it was like 10 bucks. I wish I had picked one up then. Well, but you know what? I, thought, now, I don't have room for it. <laughs> I'll, I'll be on the lookout for you now when I go to conventions, please do. Every time I see one though, now they're just ridiculously expensive. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the, um, 2000 X stuff was, I, I think eBay had a thing pop up saying, Hey, you should check these out. And I looked and I'm like, Oh, that figure's going for, you know, $75 now. And I remember buying it at like $6 back in the day because people were just giving them away. Right. Yeah. And it's, that's that's it's great. Thanks for that story. Weird. It makes me it's feel so much gross. better. No, it's just weird <laughs> how the market's changed at this point. You know it what is. I mean? It really is. So, folks, we'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, the Four Horsemen version of Ram Man from the 2000X uh, Masters of the Universe line. Unless, of course, you don't like the figure, in which case, why do you hate toys? But uh, <laughs> head to the Facebook page and let us know what you think. And if you have pictures of yours, I want to see them in action. I want to see a video of this thing uh, knocking stuff off your table. Uh, so mm. until next time, for Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff, action figure exclusive. I'm Taylor. I'm Jeff. And remember, they're not dolls. They're action figures. They're head-butting action figures. Looking at butthead. <laughs> Good night, folks. Thank you for listening. For more episodes of this show or other Marvin Dog Media productions, go to marvindogmedia.com to stream or download the shows or to subscribe via iTunes. 
Email us at marvindogmedia at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at marvindogmedia. Follow us on Pinterest at pinterest.com forward slash marvindogmedia. This podcast has been a production of Marvin Dog Media, all rights reserved. How many times can we say Marvin Dog Media? <laughs>